What's up, guys? Today on the podcast, we're going to have on Vernon Willis from Indiana Tech. Vernon, um, just uh, like my last guest, actually did not become an All-American and did not place at the national tournament, um, meaning he didn't place top eight, if you don't know what that means. Um, and he didn't really have the the season or the career he wanted necessarily. But uh, he's a cool guy, has a lot of value to give, I believe. Um, and, you know, in order to grow the NAI, uh, you need to meet people like Vernon. You need to meet um, people like Douglas Peppers. You need to meet people who, who didn't achieve their goals and maybe they can teach you something. Um, maybe they can teach you something that's a value that, that will allow you to actually do what, what they couldn't do because um, hindsight is twenty twenty, and a lot of times we make mistakes um, that we didn't really know at the time were, were keeping us from our, our dreams and our goals. Um, and, and sometimes also a great lesson to be learned is sometimes things just don't work out even if uh, – even if you do work really hard. So I'm excited to have Vernon on. He's a cool dude. It's going to be fun to talk. What's up, dude? Hey, how are you doing, man? I'm good. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you very well. Okay, dude. Cool. How you been since the season's been over? Uh, it's been interesting. It, it has. It's, uh, it's the first time in like a couple of years, you know, I don't have like, you know, you wake up and you're like, oh, you're excited to go to practice or something. It's weird not having that option anymore. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> I know exactly how you feel, dude. The end of the career is a weird feeling. Um, regardless of how it ends, it's it's weird. You're uh, you're kind of left with like, damn, like I want to do something else. Like I I need to do more. Um, at least I was. I don't know how like what your thoughts are. Oh, um, it was. It, it didn't hit me until like so like. I know we're gonna talk about this season. It didn't hit me until like probably the ride home from Kansas. That's when it hit me pretty hard. Yeah, it was like, it's over. It's done. Yeah, for. It, it was like, it's like it was a blessing because, you know, you, you're thankful that you got that opportunity. But at the same time, you're like, it's, it's heartbreaking because just like, you never thought that day would come. Yeah, it, it, it is crazy because uh, I, I agree with you. It's kind of feels like your life is wrestling. Um, Obviously, we're more than wrestlers or whatever, but like, uh throughout your career for me it was 10 years uh I don't know how long you wrestled but uh yeah right so for some people it's 20 by the time it ends um and it's kind of like well what's next um luckily for me I found like jujitsu um but not everyone goes down that route some people go to MMA um and then some people do nothing and they become big old fat ex-retired wrestlers <laughs> so it's true uh, true yeah yeah, but uh, let let's talk a little bit more about you. Uh, let's let's get into the origin here. Um, when did you start wrestling? Where are you from? Where did you go to high school? Did you have any high school accomplishments? If not, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, I started like so. I was big. I was into football, and I did football a lot. So I was a whole, you know, because parent everybody in my family did sports. Uh, mom did basketball. No, my mom did track. Aunt did basketball. Uh, dad did football so of course you know you're the oldest you're thinking like oh your son's gonna do that football or basketball so going into high school high school I, that was the big thing going into football but I wasn't the size that I am today I was a lot lot smaller so it was weird at first I was I needed another sport to do and I didn't want to do basketball so I saw wrestling and of course you always get that vibe that oh it's WWE and it's not. And I remember my first day going into wrestling practice, I got the shit kicked out of me, like, real bad. But I, I loved it because it was just like, oh, this is cool. It's like, it's your own thing. Like, you get to grow as an individual. 
on and off the mat. Like football, you know, you have it's 11 on 11. You know, you can have a good game. And that's happened a good number of times in my football career. I've had great games. We've lost. And it's just like you can't technically like cheer that, to be honest, because it's like, yeah, you had like three sacks, great takeaways. But if your team lost, it's still a loss. Wrestling, you go get a tank or go get a pin. That's that's you did that. Nobody else did that. And that's what I love so much about it. So I was a late bloomer into wrestling. I didn't start actually clicking on into my head that, oh, I was actually really good until probably my sophomore year. So I'm in front, I wrestled in California where it's California State Tournament. Just to get there, it's a, it's a nightmare. It's a war zone. So, you know, you got like, you got your conference tournament, then you have CIF Individuals, which is a two-day, 32-man tournament. And only the top five go to Masters. And that's like, from where I'm from is from the Southern section, which is the biggest in California because it has so many schools in it. So they take the top five from all six uh, CIF Individuals and they just bundle us all up into a Masters tournament. So I didn't get to go to the master until my senior year. So I had a lot of catching up to do. So freshman year, I wrestled 160. Um, then I started getting, I started lifting a lot more weight. So I went to 189 at the time. And I qualified to go to CIF individual. So I had a first round match with someone that was ranked like pretty high in the state. And I pinned him. And everybody was surprised that I did that. And it was just, it was pretty cool. I didn't know until like after the tournament was over. So I qualified for day two. I lost the match to place. But that's when it started clicking like, oh, this might be something that we can get involved with into like the more of our career. So junior comes around. I spent the whole summer just, we went, I did football practice. And then we had wrestling for my high school. I go straight to wrestling practice. So I was immediately just getting as much time as I can trying to grab. And my junior, that's when stuff started clicking. I was excited. Football came, got injured. Um, so I got, I remember it was practice and uh, offensive lineman cut and clipped my knee. So that was the beginning of, you know, injuries that would come later on in my life. So, you know, didn't worry about it. We didn't go get a doctor arrested. Probably should have went to go see a doctor. Still had a pretty good junior season. Um, I was in the finals for my conference tournament. And that was the first time they had a conference finalist in a long time for my high school. But wasn't happy about just losing. The guy I lost to made it to state, which I knew hands down. He was a better guy. I wrestled him twice that year. He Technically, the first time, which is really bad in the duel, it was bad. And I was cutting, like, I was an 82-pounder that year. So that was my first year actually cutting. And he just kicked the crap out of me. I mean, took the first thing, took the first shot, snapped me, got behind me. And I was like, okay, so this is going to suck. I can already tell. And then immediately just grabbed my wrist, pulled it, just got the turn city, literally. Um, the second time I wrestled was a conference tournament, a lot more different. But I kind of gave up after the third period where I saw the score was like eight to five and I just knew I wasn't taking him down. So I gave up. He took me to my back, pinned me. So you learn that you can't let things like that get that big. Um, and I was still struggling at the time, too. Like I was like new to the cutting weight thing. So I thought like, oh, just don't eat. You'll be fine. Horrible idea. Whoever listens to this, that is a horrible way to go. Don't ever do that. 
Um, went to CI Penn Visuals for the second year in a row. That was a big accomplishment, but I went 0-2 that year. Um, I had a bad draw. The guy I lost to made it to Masters, and the guy that beat me in the finals at conference made the finals as well. So it was just like you're there, but you need to change something if you want to get there. So I remember after, you know, junior year is over, you got one more year left to try to do something. So I talked to my parents and I said, hey, what would you think if I transferred schools like this upcoming year? Uh, my mom was up for it. She was like, if you want to get better, she was like, she went to all my like wrestling events. My dad, he didn't start going until like my senior year because he was still, you know, you got your dad, he still wants you to do football. And he was, he always went to all my football stuff. So I talked to my dad about it. He said, well, what are you going to do with football? And I said, I still want to do football. But I know in this stage of my career where I got offers for football, but everybody told me I was too small. You know, I played a defensive end and I was small. And it was just like, you look at it, you realize those, like, you're probably not going to be the guy. And I accepted that and I was okay with that. You know, I had a great football career for high school. I really did. I enjoyed it. But you got to understand yourself that if you don't see yourself in the guy and football is more political than wrestling when it gets to college and it's if you're not D1, then and that's how a lot of people was in California. If you're not D1 stud for football, you're just not going to cut it. And I realized that. So I was OK with that. But I knew wrestling, you know, they had D1, D2, D3, NAIA, JUCO. I knew they had. Those, so I knew you're going to go somewhere for wrestling. Okay. So. Um, senior year came, we did do the transfer, but we did it after football season. So I was like that rare case in California that I did a inner city transfer and like they, we had like a kind of a, like a court thing for school because they really didn't like the idea of me just transferring for sports. We won, which was cool, but I had to wait until like January to wrestle and January is all the big tournaments. So the school I went to was a school I've been working with in the summertime for the last three and a half years. So coach loved that I was coming there. And it was, it, coach Hennessy was probably the most influenced person I had for my high school career. He helped me so much to get me where I was today. And because of him, like I was, I became a better wrestler my, junior, my senior year. I won a conference title finally. Um, I became, uh, we won my first CIF dual team title for the first year, first time ever in that program. Um, I qualified for Masters, and we got the Masters. We won our first round. Our second round, that's when I learned about, you know, guys like from Calvary Chapel and stuff like that. So I wrestled a Calvary Chapel kid and took him down. I was like, okay, we're feeling good. And immediately I took him down, shot my back up, got back in my face. I was like, oh, so it's different. You, you get the, once you go up level, you start realizing, okay, the competition's a lot different and you thought you're doing everything right. And it's just, you got to continue to think what the next move is. So drop that match one, another match later. So it's this match that I have to win next. It's either I win, I'll for sure have a spot to go to state. If I lose, I'm out. I lost to a friend of mine that later on we become teammates which is the funniest thing that you would ever think like, oh, you lost to somebody, you got upset, he ended your high school career, but he gave you, a, he helped you to get an opportunity to come here. So high school, 
okay, but I didn't become the wrestler that I became now until later on in life. Right. So uh, how'd you end up going from California to Indiana? Well, Indiana Tech was not my first choice, actually. So I'm actually, um, I went to a junior college in California called Mount San Antonio College. Okay. It's like one of the best junior colleges in California. Mm -hmm. So uh, I went there right off the bat and my high school coach was telling me, oh, you should register your first year. And I told myself, I'm not registering. I I don't want to register. I feel that I can do some damage. He was right. But at the same time, you know, when you're right out of high school, you don't think you want to register. That comes into your head. So we wrestled. I wrestled that first year and I did good. I made it to the state tournament. You know, it was pretty cool being a true freshman going to the Cali Juco State Tournament. Um, But again, I was still dealing with injuries and stuff like that. I never fully healed. So and I didn't know how to approach that correctly. Not just that I didn't take school serious at the time. Like I if I have to be honest, I did not. I was not the person in front of you today. I didn't take school serious. I thought it was, you know, you could be an athlete. People just pass you by. That's not the case. you got to realize that you want to be successful. You have to be a student of the game and, of course, the athlete as well. You can't just pick and choose. And I'm glad, like, I'm thankful that I learned that throughout the course because nobody's not going to hire or accept you in somewhere and they see that you can't even pass classes. And that was my problem. I didn't care. I felt like money was more important than grades. And at the time, it made me push back. I became ineligible during JUCO time. Um, and it was just, it was a downhill thing for me. I just kind of get over the hump until like, you know, years later, I had an opportunity to my sophomore year and my sophomore year in junior college, I got a lot bigger. I finally was a lot better at doing the weight cutting and I was just on a roll. I was like 24 and two and that year. I was just on the roll. I think I had like a lot of good matches where I had a lot of bonus point wins and I was like, okay, we're going to, we're going to get it done this year. Um, the only two losses that I had was against, um, one of them was, he was a returning finalist and that was my teammate again, Oscar. We wrestled in one of the tournaments, his biggest, uh, to go tournament in California. We wrestled in the finals and he beat me four to three. Pretty I close. Last, yeah. He, I gave him a last second takedown. He's it, the height. This was ridiculous. And I always hated that. I hated wrestling somebody that was like four or five, six inches shorter than me. Cause it, it takes away your offense away. It does. So it's it, hard. It's, it's, it's crazy. Like, I, I know you've had those situations where you rest somebody and it's just like, like. Yeah. Aaron Johnson. I wrestled him probably 30 times. <laughs> For an example. Like, yeah, yeah. And I'm super cool with Aaron Johnson, but I always told him, I was like, I can never figure out the rest of you because you're like, you're so compact. So yeah, I like make on you, it's like, you're not moving. Yeah. Every, I wrestled him probably seven or eight times in college. I beat him every single time I wrestled him, but, uh, it was always like, I mean, the most I beat him by was like six or seven points. And I mean, that that sounds like that might be a lot, but uh, I usually score a lot more than six or seven points more than a guy. Um, but Aaron is, for one, Aaron's technically sound. He He's pretty tough, honestly. Um, for two, he's so short. It's like, I, I really like low singles. I like ankle picks. I like things like he's so hard to hit that stuff on. Um, yeah. He's just a bowling ball. Um, and <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so like, I, I totally get what you mean. I fucking hate wrestling short people. I hate wrestling tall people too. Um, Cause they, 
tend to be really good scramblers. So yeah. um, I don't know if you ever wrestled Justin Harbison or Matt Hopkins or um, Harbison's a I didn't uh, me and him started being cool after he all learned. So we wrestled. Um, so my first year in the, the Indiana Tech singlet, um, we wrestled at national duels actually. And um, I remember I fought, I shot a, a knee pull single on him and I had it all of a sudden he like sprawled real hard and immediately got behind me. He just like turned his hips and got behind. I was like, okay, that was weird, but okay, we'll, we'll figure out how to get back. And immediately first thing he threw was a damn boot. I was like, oh no. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, that's uh because of him and Matt Hopkins, his uh, teammate who who was before him, uh they're both really good at riding legs. I got incredibly good. Like now, like I tell my kids, because I have a wrestling club, you can't ride boots on me. It's impossible. And it's because of guys like them. Um, I learned how to defend boots. Uh and then man, Justin overall was just a weird, funky dude. Uh I mean, he took me down like three times from my shots. Uh I oh, beat yeah. him. I beat him. <laughs> it was close. Uh, but he was he was my I guess you would call like my worst style matchup because I shoot a lot and he uh, is very funky. Um, yeah. So I I made the right the right adjustments ended up beating him like seven to five or six to five. Uh, but he was my closest match besides Tanner Farmer in twenty twenty one I believe. Um, just because yeah. he's, he's a freak. I remember that finals too. I was like, I remember uh, everybody and I, I remember it like and I, I I'm cool with Tanner too. Like me and him, uh, we were talking at the Missouri Valley uh, Invitational that year, and it was cool. He, was, me and him, were talking. I was like, "Oh, I hope they wrestle you and stuff like that." And you know, it never got to happen. And it was part of that. Like me and you never had to wrestle. We had like me and you have had three opportunities that we could have saw each other, and never happened. It was always like I would choke at that last second. Like I think your senior year, it was like I was a nine seed, you was a one seed. And yeah. I was like, and I was telling my coach, I was like, I'm gonna finally get the wrestle read. I can't wait. It's like, you know, you know, the old like, you know, both have different styles. They both like to shoot. Of course, you're way faster than me, but I'm like, oh, this is gonna be fun. Yeah, it would have been a good scrap for sure. It, it I think so. Been, I, I would have been, been, and I, I'd have been fine, you know, taking an L because I'd have been like, it's, you know, you get the national champion, you have a good match. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I would have, I would have loved it, man. Um. It's like uh, I think I saw your you and Nick Fowler wrestle once. Yeah. Um, that was a really fun match to watch. I mean, I I enjoy wrestling with heavyweights like you know, like me, like you, like Nick Fowler, um, like Justin, like guys who actually put up at because like who care? I don't really care too much about you know winning or losing. That's why you know I'm not out here only trying to talk to you know national champs or all Americans. I just want to talk to people who are in the NAIA, right? Um, and yeah. people who who's wrestling I enjoy. Like I enjoy your wrestling style. Um. But it, it does suck at heavyweight. You know, you don't get too many opportunities to wrestle guys who actually take risk. Um, even some of the smaller heavyweights, like, just don't take risk. Like, they're they're just pure on hand fighting. Uh, they have one shot or they do go behinds, um, and it's incredibly boring. Um, and yeah. Honestly, in my opinion, disgusting. Like, you know, I hate the way that <laughs> most people wrestle. Yeah, you know, I, I, like, I, just, I just hate it. It's horrible. <laughs> uh, it's funny. I didn't start actually becoming a heavyweight until, like, Juco my sophomore year and then close to the end of the season, it started getting harder for me to cut weight. So, and I actually started having, having some good offers. Like my biggest one was McKendry. I was like really excited. That's I a great like, school. Yeah, that was a school I wanted to go to. I was like, I'm excited. Like, that'd be awesome. And I missed weight at conference. That was the first time I ever missed weight at something that big. And it just like, it ate me. And I was like, I can't believe like I just blew it literally. 
Yeah, yeah, that's a you just you dropped the ball for sure, man. Oh, it was I, I, I like I dropped it bad, and it's worse the fact that you knew that you were there. You, I was like top guys all year in that weight class, and it was just like everybody else I knew it was a breeze because it was like oh he gets on top, it's over. Yeah, and I just it, it so and it, it burned a hole in me because it was just like you know that was on you. Yeah, yeah, it happened to uh, Latrell Davis at Lindsey Wilson. Uh, my sophomore year, Latrell was the number two seed going into nationals. He was the number two guy in the country, hands down, was going to uh, face, like, Trey Leon um, in the finals. Guarantee it. He was undefeated. He was kicking everybody's ass. Division one transfer, and he missed weight by two pounds. And, and the senior year, and it's like, man, that's a lot of potential goes down the drain because people don't, you know, I mean – People just it, it's it's lack of responsibility a little bit, and uh, yeah. it's nothing against you know you Latrell or anyone. It just it happens, you know. Uh, it it's one of the bad things about you know the whole weight cutting thing. Uh, uh, before we keep going, how did you uh how did you get to Indiana Tech? So like, did they reach out to you? The so I was at a school at Wayland Baptist, and it was actually when I wrestled that first year. It was your first year wrestling at mm. Lindsey Wilson? Okay. So it was funny, too, because, like, when I was there, our coaches were saying, hey, you're behind Brandon Reed in the rankings. And that, that was at the time where you were, like, knocking some some hitters. And uh, I wrestled um, this dude named Jeremiah uh, Gurr. He was a 97-pound. He bumped up because he didn't want to cut weight no more. He pinned me for third and fourth place. Uh, how, did, how was that match with him? Uh, it was, uh, it was for third and fourth place at nationals. And so I lost to Demetrius Thomas. Um, and then I beat, uh, Oklahoma city kid. And then I beat Jesse Gomez from Moval. Um, and I honestly, I'm not going to lie. I was broken. So like when I went into that match, that was my freshman year. I, I didn't have like, I wasn't like the man I am today, uh, or even the man I was the next year, man, I was soft and I was tired and I was like, man, fuck this. And so I shot a shot on him. Uh, I was, I mean, it, it was just like that national tournament grind. My body was hurting. Uh, I shot a shot on him. He sprawled. He he became huge. Um, and then, I mean, he just literally, at, when he sprawled, he just threw in like a cow catcher and just fucking oh, got my ass. Um, and that was like a minute and a half into the match. But uh, I'm I'm gonna be honest. Like I I kind of just was like fuck it. Like I was kind of like the season the season's you're over. Right, like, you, you got the honors and you're like it's 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 never, you're ready for next year. Yeah, I, I never uh, – this I would say this is my downfall is I hate to wrestle. Like, if it's not for first, first place, I'm not exactly super motivated to do it. Um, and that's, that's kind of how I was. Um, I'm not going to lie. Uh, but he got me. He got me. I didn't ex- – I mean, even though I didn't really care if I won or lost, I didn't expect to get freaking hit with a, a cowboy or a cow catcher. I was like, <laughs> this is college wrestling, man. And uh, he, he manned me over. But uh, sorry to interrupt you. What were you saying? No, no, you're good, man. Um, I wrestled him, and it, so he uh, – I went to a school called Wayland Baptist and we had our own individual tournament. So, and he was like ranked pretty high. So I was like, I was excited. I was like, that's our first big test. If we want to get on the podium. And I was like, I feel this is a, this is going to be a good moment. Wrestling the semis. It's 13, nothing. The first period. So I shot, uh, I thought I was like, okay, I'm bigger. I'm going to shoot a, a double on him. Had the double. He uses hips, got me into a front head, and his front head is mean. That's what I'm saying. I shot the shot. He grabbed the front head, and he basically choked me in a front <laughs> headlock. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm over here trying to, like, fight it because I'm like, nah, he's not getting this easy to take down. He just 
I kept circling all immediately snapped me hard and got behind. I was like, okay, that, that kind of hurt. And then got on top, threw a boot in and immediately just started like wrecking me, just put, turn me to the side. I fought the first one, turn me to the side again. I'm just like, man, it's, I looked at the clock first period's over and I'm just like, oh, it's 13, nothing. Oh, this ain't good. He's good. Yeah. So I looked at my coach. I was like, all right, what's the game when he said, you got to go down again. I was like, no, I want to go neutral to be honest. Cause he's bad. on top. He's bad on top. And it was ridiculous. So we chose bottom dumb idea. This part is on my, is on me. So we got into a scram position. He pulled my ankle, everything in my knee snapped. Yikes. Weirdest scramble I've ever been in. Cause like, we got out. I literally got out. He had the ankle and just pulled it like he was trying to pull me back in. But it was like my knee went in and the ankle went the other way. Yeah, Weirdest thing ever happened. So got hurt. I couldn't finish the match. We went to got myself an MRI because I told my total coach I said, if it's an ACL tear, I'm still wrestling. Right. I'm not giving up a season. Found out from the MRI results, it is an ACL tear, but it wasn't just one. It was two ACL tears. Had an ACL tear in my left, had an ACL tear in my right. Yeah. And the ACL tear from my right was from years ago getting hurt. Yeah, that, that's how it goes, man. That's a, I tore my LCL and it never like fully recovered. Uh, so it was kind of shit throughout the whole, like my last three years of college, I had pretty much, I mean, if anyone watched me, like I had a giant, I usually wore a giant knee sleeve. Um, yeah. It was because my knee was just destroyed the whole time I was in college. Um, Cause that shit takes so long to recover if you're not resting oh, properly. Oh, I already know when I hit like 30, 35, it's, it's over. Like I know, I yeah, know it's same. gonna come back. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get new hips, new knees. That's Man, all right. It was worth it. It was worth it. 100%, the wrestling has made me the person I am today and I'm so thankful for it. Like this sport, it's, it's a grind, it really is. Like if you're not built for it, it's gonna, it's, chew you up and spit you out yeah man it's uh honestly that's what i tell kids again i have a club and i tell kids you know regardless of your division and regardless of your accomplishments when you do finish college uh, it's it's an accomplishment in itself to do college for four years um and it's an accomplishment in itself to do a sport in college and it's even more if you're doing wrestling you know i think so uh, it is a hustle uh, it's uh there's lots of really good guys um but the guys who stand out on top at the very end, I mean, you know, they're not the only special ones. You know, they are special. Like, you know, the national champs, <laughs> they they are special. I love, like, I, you know, there, there's something about being able to say, you know, a national champ or whatever. But even if, you know, you don't accomplish that, you're, you know, you still have value. You know, that's why I had, like, you know, you on here, Douglas Peppers on here, and I'll have more people who, uh, because, it, I mean, dude, most people, for one, don't make it through college, and most people, for two, can't even – wish to wrestle and you went to you went to a really really good school in indiana tech uh by the way um so did they did they contact you after you got hurt or no so to them um i got hurt once i got hurt um i told wayland baptist and this is when like bad things started happening to for a good reason mm-hmm. it was like my blessing in disguise because i started seeing my like my whole idea of i want to be on the top of the podium change right. because i knew that if I want to be on top point, I got to leave it. I got to leave Wayland. So I had a buddy, which kicked my butt in high school. Right. He was on the Indiana Tech team. He was the 97 pounder. 
And uh, I what was his name? Oscar Martinez. I think. I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Got it. Um, yeah. His senior year was your first uh, national title. Okay. Oh, okay. Did he did he place? Did he end up? Oh. He was in the blood round and lost to uh, Diallo uh, uh Life. Life kid. Yes. So yeah. he beat him before previously. So it was a good matchup. They were on their feet. Took him down. He was good. But Diallo was good on top. Diallo's and a very good wrestler. Yeah. Rode him on top. And that's how he got his first AA. And I'm cool with both of them. It was sad seeing Oscar not AA. It was really sad because I went. Yeah. That was my red shirt here. But um, I hit him up and I said, hey, because I was already talking to like Menlo, Ottawa, uh, Concordia. I was talking to a couple schools like that knew that I, they needed a heavyweight. I was like, hey, I would like to be on your program. Ottawa's for sure out of the question. I wasn't going to go to Ottawa. But Menlo, I was like, I would go back home. It would be nice because Menlo always had a pretty cool team. Yeah. But I hit up Oscar and I said, hey, would, how would you think if I thought about transferring and coming to NEI Tech? And Oscar told me, he said, well, we, it would be awesome. It was like, he, was, he already wanted more California guys to come to NEI Tech. Mm. But it was also like, he said that it would be great. We need a headweight that will, you know, stick mm. through. And I was like, sure. I, so after season was over, you know, I did the right thing, you know, called uh called Pompey and said, hey, uh, my name's Vernon Willis, so, you know, I'm interested in coming to your program, and, you know, and, and I would not be here if it was for that man taking a chance on me. Right, exactly. Because, like, you know, torn two torn ACLs, you're getting back in, you don't know how you're going to wrestle, and that was my biggest fear. I was like, I didn't know if I could still live up to the expectations of how I was, like, so I registered it that year, um, when I first transferred into Tech and I came on a recruiting trip, I loved it. Like, you know, the city was awesome. I, I loved the team atmosphere. I loved the expectations of the program. And it was just, that was something that I needed. I needed the expectation because. I almost went there too, dude. It's a great school. That was, that was oh, you should have came, man. That was uh, my number two on the list whenever I was graduating high school. You can ask Pompey about that because. Uh, <laughs> We talked like, I remember, uh, like, when I finally got into the lineup and stuff, we would talk about you a lot and be like, hey, you you can be that guy to wrestle Reed. Yeah, just 100%. You, had, yeah. I mean, you definitely had the potential to beat me, for sure. It's a, like like I said, it's a, I always tell guys this. I mean, Aaron Johnson are really, really good friends. I actually went and trained with them for a week. I stayed at his house. Um, and yeah. It's like, I never will tell anybody that I was unbeatable, but I will say I separated myself because of the little details. Um, but yeah. there were so many guys. There were so many guys who could have beat me. It, it is, it's just finding the way, you know what I mean? Um, uh, I, and that's why I tell my students, again, I have a kid from Indiana. He's like, man, I want to, you know, he's like, man, there's all these good kids. I can't beat them, you know? And I'm like, bullshit, you can totally beat them, you know? Like everyone, <laughs> everyone is beatable. It's just what you do consistently and all the little things that you do that will um, compound to, you know, that, that win eventually coming. Um, uh, and, and just putting together a good match because as we saw NCAAs, man, seedings don't matter. Your national, your national title from last year doesn't matter. You know, your All-American status doesn't matter. You know, your ranking doesn't matter. Your winning percentage doesn't matter. Um, it's who the, who's going to show up on that day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I just, I, I got lucky that I showed up for three years, but it's not always the case. You know, if I would have stayed for one more year, who knows? Maybe I wouldn't have showed up, you know? Um, and it's, no it's crazy because like, it's like, that was always my downfall. And I wish that 
I was able to overcome that. Like throughout the season, oh, it was like you're picking up and you're yeah, like, dude. That was that was always my thing. It was like regular season. I was always like that guy. Like, and it always like blew blew people because it's like I have good matches with these guys at All Americans, runner ups, and stuff like that. Yeah, like, I remember. Like for example, this year, this year was probably my funniest year because I actually got to have fun this time. Yeah. And I knew, I knew my career was ending. I knew, but I didn't think about that. I was like, I'm just going to go out and have fun. And I did. It was like, it was awesome. Like my first year coming to Indiana Tech, I registered just to make sure my knees were good and everything. Well, I got the crap kicked out of me because I came in the room and I, the room we had like a lot of headaches. And it was just like, I was the only one that was like, didn't have to cut away. All these guys are cutting away and they're just, just me every day. It was just a meat grind. I'm getting like butt kicked by everybody. So good. I, I mean that I'm telling you, if Coach Ruff hadn't sold me so hard on Lindsey Wilson, I would I would have been at Indiana Tech, man. Man, if Nate Willer would if me and Nate Willer would have graduated at the same time in high school, I would have went to Indiana Tech. Uh I don't oh, know if you know. Man. Yeah, me and Nate were in the same wrestling club. Uh his dad was the one was my coach. So I, I <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Fucking crazy bastard. And oh, if yeah, he's if, awesome. He's uh, awesome. He, he gets like he he's like a another guy that when like we would go to turns and stuff he would like I was always thankful to have him like give me some pointers and stuff and he's amazing my, yeah he's, he's a he'll be like a, a good dickhead to you like he'll be like yes. you know like stop being a bitch like like just go fucking do it he's, like he, he's told me that a couple of times like I remember when was it I think it was national duels was when he told me he said look I know you can wrestle I've seen you do it you just got to go out there and be a dick. And yes, man, you got to have big dick energy. And it's, I remember, it's crazy. You know, my first match at National Duels because this year was the first time we ever took two headweights to Nationals, which was mm-hmm. amazing. I, and I feel we're now getting to that stage where, especially for Indiana Tech, and I'm thankful that I started that, you know, started mm-hmm. that trend of, you know, you can, a heavyweight can be good. And Indiana Tech, because everybody knows Indiana Tech was always good with the lightweights. That's like, you uh, wrestle Indiana Tech lightweight, you know it's you got to pack your bags. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're good. I mean, and we, <laughs> on, on the other hand, you guys do have Eric Vermillion too. Who yes, is, that, this, this is a guy I'm trying. Like I've been trying to find a way to contact Vermillion because I want to. I want to talk to him, but he doesn't if, have anything. Oh, like, I, I. If you want, I can hit him up and tell him that. Hey, like, hey, my boy Reed wants to like do a podcast with you, man. Yeah, yeah, I, w- I would love to because it's like that dude is his national finals. <laughs> I was literally on the edge of my seat for his national finals match while I was watching it because this mother, this dude is has clutchy, clutching, <laughs> and he's big. He how's he so big for an eighty four pounder? So, I remember. Uh, so his freshman year was the redshirt year, and I remember he was a seventy four pounder, mm-hmm. and he was like, he, you already knew the potential that mm-hmm. don't let him get on top. Yeah, like, dude. And, and I remember freshman year, people were just, oh, I'm gonna just go down on this freshman. He doesn't know how to ride. No, all of a sudden he grabs your wrist, he's turning you. And he Boy, was turning to the guys. It was ridiculous. Um, and it was cool to watch him. So then seeing him win another state, another national title this year, and I watched him and I started I like I hugged him and I started crying with him. Cause it was yeah. just that was like the coolest moment ever. I got to see him win it, because you know. He went against Grandview, and you know how the crowd is. They want to see Grandview win it. And it it sucked because Vermillion was the national champ, but it was like he was the underdog. 
Yeah, did Vermillion lose to him that year? Did, did he? Yeah, so uh, we went to Granby, the Granby Open. Mm-hmm. And granted, this was like, this was a pretty tough Granby Open this year. It was ridiculous. I heard, I heard. It was super uh, tough. Was, oh, I came back. I think I had a black eye. And then I came to practice Monday and knee was swelled up. And I was like, oh, God. I, I didn't think it was going to be that bad. Yeah, I did. And it was just like, like every match was tough. And he wrestled uh, uh, Ben Lee in the, sem- mm-hmm. in the quarters or semis, one of the two. And they were just, they were ready to wrestle him. And they've never wrestled before. He just had an answer for every move Vermillion had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was- dude, they're, they're an amazing, I mean, uh, they're an amazing team. They have an amazing coaching staff. They have amazing athletes on their team. And, and they're professionals. And that's what I can really respect about a team like Grandview. Um, you know, when you're in college, uh, I had a little bit different view of Grandview, but like now that I'm out of college, I have like utmost respect for, you know, teams like Grandview, like Indiana Tech, like, like Cumberland's because it's, I mean, they do it the right way. Um, and uh, dude, like, cause even me, like when I wrestled Hagen, I feel like I was like a 10 point, 10, 15 points better than Greg Hagen. Um, but he just was good at like, you know, little positions. yeah, positions. Right. So like he didn't take me down and he didn't even get close. But uh, he was good at keeping me off off of my offense, like only getting three takedowns against him. I mean, I I really believe I, you know, I should have got six, seven takedowns on him. Um, and that just is uh, that speaks volumes about like their coaching staff, uh, because they really know how to communicate with their athletes and they know how to they know how to make guys who, you know, aren't the best able to wrestle the best. And uh, I mean, that's a talent, man. And th- that's why I really, I mean, honestly, I really like Grandview, you know? I mean, I wouldn't have gone to school there, um, but, you know, I it was just too far. Like, I mean, that honestly, yeah. that that was it. Like, you know, uh, if, if I was from Iowa, I mean, there's no reason I would not go to Grandview, you know? Of course. But uh, for me, like, the, the biggest factors in my college choices were staying close to home, which is why Indiana Tech was a good choice, um, and the, the room. And Grandview obviously would have had the right room. They had Broke Hammer. Oh man, that was, that was a. It's like Graham. You had like a method. If you're a heavyweight, you're probably gonna win a national title. Oh, easily. I thought I really be close to it. Yeah, man. I thought Hagen was gonna win this year, man. I was like, and no, it's, it's like it's crazy because so I wrestled Hagen at the Grandview Open, and uh, we wrestled in the quarters, and you know we started off started hand fighting hard, and he didn't like that. I was like. Okay, so I think I know what we're going to do then. And shot a blast. I want him. He pulled me off and immediately we got out of bounds. So I was like, okay, I have to be the bigger guy in this match. Because, like, we talked at Nationals. It was cool and everything. He said, yeah, when I wrestled you, you were just like a, a big dude. And I was like, I was not liking that. I was like, I, I had a game plan. I was like, I had to be the bigger guy in that match. We get back to the center. Whoop, catch me in an ankle pick. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and we got into a pretty funny scramble. Uh, he tried to um, pick me up, and I tried to leg pass him. I literally got behind him, and he had my ankle, so I repped it and worked me the reversal. And then he saw and said, okay, the guy can move. So immediately when I tried to stand up, threw boots in, and literally just tired me out. Yeah, dude, he's he's tough on top. Uh, yeah, our, I would say, like, my style was a kryptonite for Hagen because we do very similar things. I'm just a lot better at those positions. Um, but he's really good. And like I said, like Grandview knows how to, uh, I mean, they, they just know how to play. Like I'm actually going to have Israel Casares on here this upcoming yeah. week. We just won nationals for Grandview. I mean, 
Um, and I mean, he's like a guy, he, we already talked a bit and he was like transferring when he transferred, he realized like, like how professional that Grandview is like, man, everyone tends to, cause he was, he was the same. Like, you know, it's like lots of people are like haters on Grandview cause they think they're cheating and stuff. Um, but they're not, man. They're, they're really not like they're running ship. Right. And, um, they just have culture. I, I talk about Penn state or Wartburg or, you know, McKendree, like other school schools like this. And it's like, you know, people don't like winners, man. And like winners usually don't have to treat uh cheat to win. They just do it right. And, um, greatness, sure. attra- greatness attracts greatness. And that's why people, I mean, we just saw Penn state literally murder the national tournament. Right. Um, greatness attracts greatness, right? Maxine went to Penn state greatness attracts greatness. And, uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things because I have a, the the podcast has been blown up. I've been having lots of people watch it, listen and comment, and it's like one of the things that's I don't want people. Yeah, I don't I don't want people to you know hate on Grandview because uh, I have this very immature mindset when I was in college. Um, and you know you kind of have to dislike your enemies. Uh, but uh, now when I like look back at it and think about it, it's like man, I'm I'm lucky I was in college against guys like you know Grandview or uh, Life University when they had their run because it's like those are the teams that push you and those are teams that they they raise the expectation for the division um, and they make us better. Uh, so it's like, the NAI, in my opinion, the NAI has only grown because of Grandview um, as a whole. And I feel, and the thing is on the NAI, and that's why like, I try to like promote and stuff like, like the NAI like so much, especially on flow wrestling is like, I feel we we're like, we're backshadowed. If you're and I feel everybody in from high school going to college, it's always the, it's either your D1 or your nothing. And that's the biggest problem with society right now for at college sports right now. You don't have to be a D1 wrestler to be successful. No, you don't. Um, you can be D2, yep. D3, Juco, Cali Juco, NAI. And NAI is like, I, 100%, I feel NAI is like just as important and at, as D2 or even D1, because I feel we have one of the yeah. toughest nationals. I, I, yes, I agree. And I'll take, I mean, I watched D2 nationals a bit this year. I'll take the NAI national champs over the D2 national champs. Of course, there's going to be like, you know, it, if you put a duel, it, I say like the year I won my last national title, you put that lineup of guys versus, or here, I'll say that my, when I wrestled Tanner Farmer, that lineup, because they had Evan, Evan Hansen was there too. Oh. Yeah, like you take, I take that year versus the D two guys. I'm, I'm saying it's a toss up on which dual team wins. If you take national champs from D two and national champs from NAI, I mean, man, like I watched uh, like Esco Walker wrestle all this year. He's a super good one twenty five pounder dude. It's a stud. Um, I mean, even uh, the heavyweight who won nationals this year, he's pretty slick. Uh, I mean, I. I'm with you, man. It doesn't have to have NCAA on it to be good wrestling. Of course, Division One, they are head and hills, you know, over every single other division as far as it comes to wrestling. But as far as opportunities go, I think people need to look into, like parents should look into things like Division Two and NAI. I, I actually don't say D3 is a great option unless you're incredibly smart because they don't offer athletic scholarships. So that's uh, – a but, but still, yeah, go D3. <clears throat> excuse me yeah go three uh d3 uh if you're really really smart i was not really smart <laughs> i'm a kind of i'm kind same. of an idiot <laughs> to be honest same i 100 i was the same person yeah. um it, it was good and i'm, I'm glad i chose a man tech like literally like like 100 i give two people that 100 i give 
all the reason why I had the Indiana Tech career I did, and I'm glad and thankful and I have no regrets is Pompey and Grayland. And those are the main two that worked with me so much. Like after that redshirt year and Indiana Tech took fourth and Eric Early and Sawyer Miller won national titles, I told myself, okay, it's 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 go time. You're planning on being in the lineup this year. So that whole summer I did uh, uh, uh Ohio State workouts. Um, the gut check, uh, gut check yeah. workout. Yep, Cole Dodd did that. My uh, my roommate, uh, he he actually did the same thing. He oh, it's like, I, if um, I like had a whole like body transformation. Like literally, I was like, I was ripped, shredded. I was like, that was like the built, and I got so much stronger doing that. Being heavy, and that's what I needed. Mm-hmm. Granted, um, we so clean like that, your body starts going back to your cutting weight again. So I was like. <laughs> going into practice close to my body fat percentage which was killing me so you'll be at practice you're just dreading practice you're like oh you're trained so i had yeah, to learn yeah you I have to, to yeah yeah big thing is uh yeah you had to have a your glycogen stores need to be pretty full because when you do things like lifting and wrestling at the same time uh like the same day especially you have to make sure that uh you know you're getting enough fats and carbs uh on in because lots of people don't that's the problem with weight cut cutting is it's actually your glycogen stores are really really low which means you're instead of burning like the glycogen and using it as energy your body is using your muscle um which is is not really good for you it'll you know lead to injuries lead to burnout i mean lead to you just being weak uh which is why i never cut weight uh in college really because i i believed in being like super fit like i was always fit uh, in college and, and being super strong and being super lean. I didn't give a fuck about getting really, really big. Uh, I didn't really want to cut weight. So it's like, I always stayed like right there in the middle. Um, and uh, it's like these little dumb things that uh, I believe separated myself was uh, just paying attention to the small things, making sure my nutrition was on point um, and making sure that I could train hard every single day. I'm mean, not every day, but you know, consistently. Yeah. Um, because you got to eat right. You got to eat enough. You know, you don't want to yes. be a bodybuilder wrestling. You know, that's what I always tell yes. guys. Like, you don't want to, you don't want to have 6% body fat and be a wrestler. You know, you need to be, you need to have your little, your little dad pouch on your stomach. So, and that's what, uh, that's what that first year being in the lineup, I had that mindset of being <laughs> actually like, and it, granted, it had its perks in the summertime. You know, we got so much stronger. Um, we looked at a par. We looked like, okay, that's the guy. Yeah, you look but, good. But then we got to wrestling, and it was just like, we're not there because we're super tired. And it's not even that our conditioning is bad. Our conditioning was real good. It's just the fact that you don't have no energy stored up. So yeah. I learned that you have to sometimes throw some fats in there. You have to throw more fats in so your body can survive or else it's just going to eat you away. Yep. The rule is, especially at heavyweight, you need to have probably five or 600 more calories in than you have out. So if I'm losing 4,000 calories a day, which at heavyweight is actually a pretty normal thing, I need to be eating four or five, four or six, you know, like 4,600 calories. I wish some people were like, who loses 4,600? Well, dude, if you're lifting and doing wrestling at the same day, you're going to be fucking losing a lot. Um, so it's like, I almost overate. But I always stayed super lean because I was consistently um, training. So it's like lots of people, they train really hard and they don't understand the importance that food plays in your performance um, in a, yes. like a, a proper diet. And a proper diet doesn't mean always eating like salad and drinking water. It, it 
it really means getting in enough calories so that you, when you do train, you can heal, you can recover, and you can have energy um, to compete. Uh, but that's a little bit of a rant. I want to move on here and uh, talk about uh, like NIL deals. I don't know if anyone on your team utilized NIL. I don't know if you did. Uh, it was just me. Really? Yeah, I was the only one. So I remember when uh, last summer, so, you know, the whole NIL deal started happening. I was like, you know, my last year, why not? Why not take advantage of that? I promote <laughs> NAI and everything so much. Yeah. And I try to because I yeah. feel that we should have that opportunity. Why not try it? Mm. So um, I applied on this, uh, applied for Vantage Wrestling mm. for that for that deal. And I was one of the fortunate ones besides Justin Bertillo from Grammy. And I'm real cool with him. Mm. We're the only two from NAI to mm. get put on that. Nice. For, for Vantage, and it was awesome. So it was it was a cool thing, you know. Um, got merchandise from them and stuff like that. I got a lot of cool stuff from them, and I I thank them a lot. They it was a cool support system. It was very cool. Heck yeah, heck yeah. That's that's really awesome. Yeah, not very. I saw I saw Justin did that too. Uh, Vantage seems pretty cool. Um, it is important to take advantage of that stuff. Whether it's just getting free gear, whether it's maybe getting a little bit of money, whatever it is, it's like. Uh, if if the NIL would have been a thing when I was in college, I would have definitely taken advantage of it. I feel like I would have got a pretty decent deal somewhere from some somebody. To be honest, you probably got like Nike or Nike or somebody big because it was like, oh, we can market that. Yeah, you know, I was that type of guy. I was like, I know I'm not there with the guys, but I feel that I can market myself just because you know. Yeah, yeah, it's about having a understanding how to market yourself on social platforms um and utilizing Instagram, Facebook, you know, and, and YouTube, uh, uh, et cetera, et cetera because uh I mean, with me like my full-time job is coaching wrestling and making money online basically through wrestling stuff. Um and I'm not the best wrestler to do any of that stuff, but uh, I feel like I'm I've grown a lot and I've I've leveled up my content and I've leveled up my uh coaching status i guess um which has allowed me to i guess allowed my financial uh potential to compound and grow um whereas lots of guys don't really utilize like their colleges college experiences or use the fact that they're a college wrestler um that's basically free money getting thrown away um and people who don't utilize instagram and facebook and youtube and stuff like that at least one of the the many things you know where it's 2022 uh, it's probably a good idea to, you know, put yourself out there, find a way to make money passively. Um, Cause it's honestly, it's not easy, but it's also not very hard. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? So that's a little, that's, a, that's my little, my marketing rant because uh, I'm super passionate about stuff like that. Uh, I think then regardless of NAI division one, it's like not enough people are putting themselves out there. I love Roman Bravo young. Cause he talks about that. He was like money talks and uh, you know, a, a great thing like Gable Stevenson too. It's like, you don't have to be like RBY or Gable Stevenson to make a little bit of money. I mean, you're not going to make as much money as them, uh, but you got to utilize your social media. You got to utilize it. You know, you had, you can't be afraid to put yourself out there. I had a, a, a really famous uh, guy named James Smith. He has about like 2 million followers on uh, Instagram. I trained with him in Texas, uh, BJJ. Uh, and he kind of mentored me. He was like, Brandon, you're, you'd be daft. He's he's like English, so he's like you'd be daft to not be posting on social media every single day for four or five years because his his following went from like two thousand to like two million uh, in the span of like three four years of just posting every day, putting out content, giving value. And he was like, uh, 
and this is just some advice because you have a good social media following already too and it's like uh he is like don't worry about the people who will unfollow you because the more you post people will unfollow you he was like that's just gonna it's it's gonna snowball one way so you'll have you might have a hundred people unfollow you but in that year you might get ten thousand who do follow you so you're getting that that surplus of you know nine fit nine thousand five hundred and uh that's why like someone like me, that's why I post every single day is because I have like someone who kind of who's been there, who's done that, who's mentored me um, and who's helped me make money, you know, with with just a sentence. Right. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I feel like you you can do that, too. And, I, you know, you can just keep building, keep giving some type of value um, and people are going to reach out to you. And honestly, if you ever want to do wrestling camps and stuff, it's a great look too. like people are going to look at your page and be like, oh, like this dude kind of, you know. He's, he seems like a good dude. Like he's given us some, you know, he's more than just, you know, trying to just take our money. He's a, he's more than a coach. He's more than just a wrestler. Like he, he's giving me advice. He's talking to people, you know, he's a positive dude. Uh, it's almost like your Instagram is a resume now. Um, uh, and uh, that's my, uh, that's my social media rant. I'm sorry about that. No, you're, Hey, you're good, man. You're good. Yeah. 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 All right. I'm going to, I'm going to close it out here uh, because I got to go run a practice, but I'm going to ask you one question. Uh, what advice would you give to a young wrestler uh, or like a, a young person who wants to start wrestling? Um, if I had to give somebody advice and it could be anybody, I would say, don't be a scared. Don't be afraid to take chances. Don't be afraid to fail here. Everybody fails. Yeah. And I feel that I, failing makes you a better person. It makes you grow. Failing makes you realize, okay, let's not have that happen again. So you build off of that and, I'm being honest, tech, Indiana Tech was my first choice, but because I failed the first time was the reason why I chose Tech, and because mm-hmm. of Tech is the reason why I got to graduate, got to get a master's, had a great Indiana Tech wrestling career, having all these opportunities like get to start pro wrestling soon, um, mm-hmm. soon get to start doing WWE soon, mm-hmm. start doing all that stuff because of failing that first time mm-hmm. and having all these opportunities bestowed upon me, and it's a, it's a blessing, and I will never take granted for any of that. I will always remember humble beginnings and that's a perfect example of it. Heck yeah, dude, that that's great. I'm really excited for you. It's awesome you said the WWE stuff. I think I saw Bobby Lashley at the, NA, uh, the NAI tournament this year. Uh, that's really cool. Um, I was going to say what's next. I assume it's the pro wrestling stuff, like probably going and training somewhere, Florida. I so that was, that was always the plan. I always wanted to be a pro wrestler. Of course, I want to do, you know, coach wrestling stuff, but that's, I always wanted to be a pro wrestler. So this past summer, it was my last summer, you know, training for wrestling. Mm-hmm. I got to do a WWE tryout in uh, Vegas, which was amazing. That's and awesome. it's that once I did that, I had certain wrestling schools hit me up and say, hey, what are you doing after, you know, your season? I said, I want to be a professional wrestler. So I get to start that in two weeks. That's our training. So I can do it. Hi, that's awesome, man. Well, well, I'll get your autograph one day. <laughs> you got to make sure to get me some tickets. All right. Oh, I've had so many people tell me that it's funny. Like Pompey always tells me that all the time because he jokes me. He said, make sure you have free tickets for me when you have house shows. I said, oh, I will never forget you guys, 100%. Yeah, dude, 100%. I love the WWE. I, uh, I'm a big my When I was in high school, uh, my favorite WWE wrestler, I don't think he wrestles anymore. His name was Ryback. Um, and uh, he just hyped me up, you know, uh, so I, I love it. I respect it. Uh, well, man, 
I do got to get out of here, Sally. It was yeah. awesome. I mean, time, time flew, time flew, you know, uh, it, it was did. really great. Uh, but I mean, man, WWE, NAI career is over. Life's good. Good advice. I mean, I feel like that was, uh, we did your origin. I mean, I feel like that was pretty good, man. 